I got love for you, man. You know what, I'm what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast. Welcome to My Guy Mondays. I'm your host, Cabby Richards. It's almost the end of the year, and I'm glad that you're here listening to my friends and I talk about sports and stuff. So this is how it works. Three friends of mine will come in, and we'll talk about various topics in sports and in life in this episode we talk nfl we talk nba we talk mma we talk a kanye west concert and my friend neil scott bought a dog so we talk about his ordeal over the past 24 hours before we start i hope that michael schumacher can make a full recovery the greatest F1 driver of all time critically injured himself skiing over the weekend and he's sitting in a hospital and he's fighting for his life. The irony of that situation is that Michael Schumacher plied his trade in a sport where he drove the highest performance cars at extremely high speeds on extremely dangerous courses which only a few hundred or maybe a few thousand people have ever done in the history of earth and he remained virtually injury free no huge crashes no life-threatening injuries in the car where it's highly dangerous and only highly, highly skilled people have ever, be able, have ever been able to do so. He remains virtually injury-free. And then he goes skiing, which is a sport, but also an activity that millions of people do. And it's when he was skiing that he critically injures himself. The report is, is that he fell and his head hit a rock. So my thoughts are with you, Michael Schumacher, and I hope that you can make a recovery. No easy segue, but on a lighter note, I want to shout out Aaron Rodgers, my dude, who led the Green Bay Packers into the playoffs with, a, with a, an exhilarating win over the heated rival Chicago Bears. Of course, that game wasn't heated. It was freezing. It was like minus infinity. But they got in. And they got to play San Francisco. I feel like Green Bay always plays San Francisco. But shout out to Aaron Rodgers, who came back at the right time. Randall Cobb, beast. And on another team, LaShawn McCoy, beast. Philadelphia Eagles, they got in. Quite the dark horse, the Philadelphia Eagles, beating the Dallas Cowboys. Again, it comes down to the last game of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. You win, you get in. They didn't win, so they're going home. NFL, so good. So good. Um, Also, 
I'd like to acknowledge, I'd like to recommend some movies. I saw a few movies over the holidays, and all four of these movies have great acting performances. Some stories are better than others, but just great performances, starting with Christian Bale in Out of the Furnace. Sort of an indie flick. It's a slow burn, so not a lot of action happens, but the, his performance is, all the performances in that movie, riveting. Casey Affleck, uh, Willem Dafoe, Woody Harrelson, excellent performances. Mandela, great performance from Idris Elba. I wanted to like the movie more, but it was still an, a, a solid movie about a man whose life changed the world. The Wolf of Wall Street deplorable, bankrupt, morally bankrupt characters who are so entertaining. And the movie was so entertaining. Leo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, so much humor, so much adrenaline. It's like Boogie Nights meets Boiler Room on HGH. And finally, 12 Years a Slave. Chiwetel Ejiofor, just a heart-wrenching performance. It's just a powerful, powerful movie. Steve McQueen is the director. It's beautifully shot. Hans Zimmer does the score. It's, it's oh, that, it, that's a, a gut punch of a movie. I recommend all four of those. And now we begin My Guy Mondays. It's his favorite day of the week, and these are his dudes. Time now for My Guy Mondays. Leading off My Guy Mondays for now the 73rd time, <laughs> Akil Augustine from NBA TV. I'm going to lead off Canada. like Kenny Lofton, baby. Oh, what Kenny do you know about Lo- Kenny Lofton? When I was an Indians fan back in the so day. So was I. That's how I became a Cleveland yeah. Indians fan was because Kenny Lofton got traded from the Texas Rangers to the uh, Cleveland Indians in 1990, and then he was fast, and he had a high batting average. I liked him, and I liked Sandy Alomar Jr. I liked Albert Bell because I was oh, yeah. Albert Bell was like... He was really muscular, but I was always kind Wait, of a stocky and fat kid, and okay. I loved Albert Bell and Frank Thomas. Those were my two favorite players growing up. Why, though? Are you comparing yourself to either of those two? What are you talking about? Frank Thomas is a Hall of Famer. No, it's you, though. Why is it your? Like, what was the connection between you and them? Because I'm fat and stocky. I don't know. And I, I wouldn't I, describe these guys as fat. They're more strong. Okay, no, 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 sorry. okay, stocky. Frank Thomas was stocky, and Albert Bell was muscular. He wasn't like Bo Jackson muscular. Man, but he was muscular. You were and he, watching these guys pretty close back in the day. I listen, they were they were my <laughs> baseball heroes, and I was really into baseball when I was a kid. I don't know why you're trying to make it a weird thing, man. No, I'm just curious, man. I don't know why you're trying no, to make it. I'm just try, I'm investigating. This is investigative journalism. I'm just investigating, trying to find out really what the true investigate story is. Investigate D's. <laughs> uh, Happy birthday to LeBron James. Yeah, happy man. 29. 29. And happy birthday to Tiger Woods. Happy 38th. Well, yeah, sure, him too. What do you mean, him too? Yeah. Come on, man. It's Tiger Woods and... Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, uh, I can say something. Tiger I can Woods, say y'all. something. Tiger Woods' cousin. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Tiger Woods, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of out of it. Like, I fell off, man, you know? You, the whole Tiger really? Woods movement, yeah. 
Don't you want like? Wouldn't this be a great story? Like waiting, return his comeback. But I've been to waiting. Prominence? I've been waiting for this comeback. That's the thing. Like. The first That's what year, makes it so much sweeter if it year, happens like, okay, again. I can't wait. He's going to turn the corner. Second year, ah, man, I know what this I'm still waiting, man. I kind of stopped waiting after I don't think he, I don't think he's won a, a major since 2008. I could be, I'm probably wrong, but I believe it's been a good five, six-year drought of winning a major tournament, the Masters, PGA Championship, British Open, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, US just, Open. I'm just waiting for him to get Stuart Scott hype again. Like When I see Stuart Scott talking about Tiger Woods, like three, four shows in a row, then I'll be like, okay, he's back. The weekend in the NBA. Um, I, when I was on, uh, so I had the, the the pleasure of being on your show on the Hangout on NBA T. Is that online? No, but it will be soon. Trust me. That's the hey. Listen, we're working on it. <laughs> things are coming. <laughs> it, it, Dude, it, we did that last week, didn't we? No, 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 no. Or two weeks there, ago. There are things happening for the Hangout. It will be coming online soon. Okay. The people will get their dose of the dopest NBA show north of the border <laughs> soon. Time. <laughs> they uh. So we had an argument about Lamarcus Aldridge versus. Kevin Love, and actually, you didn't get to sound off because you guys, Dwayne and Tricks, the, the and other yourself, two, give, and yeah, give yourself some credit. No, 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 but we are all we're all gas bags. We were just talking yes. over each other yes. about uh, you know the Lamarcus Aldridge versus Kevin Love, and I'm those guys were both Kevin Love is better, or, or if you're starting a team or whatever, Kevin Love's the guy. I'm like Lamarcus Aldridge is my dude. Yes, in this particular conversation, mm-hmm. those two, the the stats are virtually the same, but. Kevin, but Lamarcus, you know, he's a legit MVP candidate. I, I'm, I think it's either Chris Paul's or LeBron James's at this point. However, Lamarcus Aldridge definitely in the conversation. I got Demarcus Cousins. Boogie, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, but then Chris Bosh went into Portland and dropped 37. Yeah, and splashed a bunch of three pointers. See, yeah, Chris, Chris Bosh is a real problem for guys because he extends the defense so far. As a power forward, you want to be in the paint and changing shots, but Chris Bosh will drag you 40 feet away from the rim. He's got he's much like um, Kevin Garnett in a way where Kevin Garnett doesn't really play back to the hasn't no, played back yeah. to the basket in like seven or eight years. Yeah, Kevin that. wants to be out on the wing shooting jump shots because Magic Johnson was his favorite player growing up, and <laughs> that's who he wanted to emulate. But we're talking about like Tiger Woods fell off, and to many people, Chris Bosh fell off do you still even when he didn't he didn't have the same production he had to sacrifice his production when he went to Miami and made three straight appearances in the finals and won back-to-back championships with the Miami Heat were you still checking for him Listen, as a fan of basketball can I just say this I don't think he fell off I just think when he was in Toronto he got put on because he got a lot of touches a lot of possessions and he was the f- the focus of an entire team system Pecking order is a beast, man. I mean, you have LeBron James. I personally want to give LeBron James anywhere between, I don't know, 14 to 17 shots a night. I really feel like he needs that. And then that's not even that much. Yeah, but because he's a pretty efficient guy. I mean, true. There's certain players like my favorite player of all time, Kobe Bryant, who'll take 24 in a night and not feel a way about it. Yeah, he won't feel anyway. <laughs> he, he'll be like, man, I'm supposed to take those 24. <laughs> but then you have Dwayne Wade next in the pecking order, and you want Dwayne Wade to get a quality. 10 plus shots every night, you know, because he's that dude. He's going to draw fouls and he's going to make the defense focus. So Chris Bosh is really a victim of situation. He's no longer, you know, your I don't lead think off. anybody feels sorry for no, him. No, I mean, the money alone can't feel sorry for him. But the, the championship's more than the money because yeah. the money he can get anywhere, but it's the championships. But the ego does take a little bit of a hit. Of course. You know, you're not the guy on a team. Even though you're winning, you're not the guy on the team. 
which he, he was accustomed be, to being the guy on the team for seven years yeah. in Toronto when he, you know. And he decided he was uncomfortable being that and he wanted to go to a place where he could have a little bit more help. LeBron decided the same thing and Dwayne Wade was like, hey, come on over. So Chris Bosh is back. Or he, well, you know, LeBron, ever, LeBron, was out with a, LeBron was out with a, a groin injury yep. that he sustained in Sacramento, and then Chris Bosh came and... Uh, saved the day. And he, and he saved the day, and he did save the day, actually. He hit that game-winner, uh, uh, game-winning three-pointer. Three um, can I just comment here, but on Kevin you, Love? Because you, you never gave me a chance. Like, you kind of started the question. Okay, fine. Let's, go, let's, right, let's, let's go. I just wanted to get the Chris Bosh. But yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go uh, Kevin Love versus uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. I'll say this, man. I, wa- I personally think skill set-wise that Kevin Love is the best power forward in the NBA, surpassing, you know, the KGs, the Tim Duncans, and the yesteryear guys. But for me, and I kind of always try to keep this in the back of my mind, is winning is something that is very special. I have a lot of respect for winning. I have a lot of respect for playing at a high level. I have a lot of respect for just becoming successful at things. LaMarcus Aldridge is playing in a clip and his team is playing at a clip that no team that Kevin Love has ever played for, including his UCLA teams, maybe his high school teams, but no team Kevin Love has ever played for played at the clip that LaMarcus Aldridge and my man Dame Lil has the Portland Trailblazers playing at right now. And so I'm going to give it to those guys based on the body of work. I'll say that LaMarcus Aldridge is the best power forward in the NBA right now, but when Kevin Love gets in a situation where he's winning games, I think he could easily snatch that title, but I give it to the winners. I think either New York or L.A. will make a strong push. Oh, Kevin Love is an L.A. guy, man. He is an L.A. guy. I mean, it was like awesome for him to go and play for the Lakers because they're going to need a new face. They need help right now. They do need help right now. You know who needs help? Gary Vitti needs help. What does that mean? The trainer. Oh, yes. Have you seen the bodies in the training room at L.A.? They just got, who did they just lose? Wesley uh, Zav- Johnson? Didn't they Zav- Zav- Henry? Zav- Zav- Henry. Zav- Henry's out with a knee straight. Yeah. the MRI. Yeah. Steve Blake's out. Steve Nash is out. Jordan Farmar's out. Jordan Hill's mi- missed significant time. And Kobe's out. And the all-powerful Kobe Bryant is sitting on the mending table. Hot damn, L.A. I wonder if they miss Andrew Bynum. No, no they Cleveland doesn't miss Andrew Nobody Bynum. No misses Andrew no Bynum. One. Philly misses Andrew <laughs> Bynum. They miss <laughs> even seeing him play. And those, like, talk about a year of, like, the worst haircuts in the history of professional sports. Thank God Iman Shumpert came to his senses, not basketball-wise, but at least quaff-wise. Yeah. Took like, that thing down. Do you remember when Andrew Bynum, Bynum was out there looking like the Incredible Hulk, like the, the Lou Ferrigno? The, the Lou Ferrigno with, with, the, with the blowout perm? Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> Can so, like somebody needs to just take that, sit that guy down, and be like, "Dude, let's talk." Kareem. I don't know, but I think he. I feel like he needs to. Like, it's got to be someone who's still playing now, and someone. Name a big that would command his respect. Kevin Garnett. Maybe. Mm. It's true. But, but I, from what I'm hearing, he's disrespecting everybody. Like, the reports are that he's yelling at coaches, not listening to Mike Brown, and those reports were also shared in Philly and in L.A. He's not. He's not yelling at Phil. Well, no, I doubt, nobody, no, no one's yelling at Phil. No one's yelling at Phil. Yeah, that's true. Phil's like, uh, you see these rings? Phil has like, not just lift his hand up. That's right. <laughs> Are you speaking to the god? <laughs> um, did you see this over the weekend that Kevin Durant released another, another yeah, track? Yeah, I, saw, I, I listened to it. Okay, for those who haven't heard, I'm gonna play a little, a little sampling of the song called "Whole Life," and Kevin Durant rhymes first. You know about privilege? No, I'm just saying the rule of reason. Kevin Durant's rapping is because privilege is his artist. 
I mean, if you're a, if you're a, a rap basketball fan, whatever, you hear Kevin Durant is rapping. You're like, okay, I gotta listen to this song. Yeah. But if you look at all the songs, privilege is on the songs. So there's I I I'm looking using my marketing mind and I'm saying Kevin Durant obviously is invested in this guy Privilege's career and he's trying to give him some exposure and there's no better exposure than saying Kevin Durant. Nike shorts, fresh with the polo shirt, flip flops, snapbacks, chicks is out looking thirst. I catch my whip in this cruising down ocean drive, punching on the waves in the boat, make the ocean cry. What it is, young lady, tell me what the deal. Got a pants down and I'm going there for the kill. So trill, I ain't bumpy, pimpsy, threw my pants down and she said you so lengthy. I let her know from the beginning, I ain't not Pacific, you ain't getting no little lady, you ain't watching the Simpsons. A young boy know the game and it's all for pimping in I'm gonna bite my tongue. Are you like if you if you if you're um Scott Brooks? Yeah. And then a reporter Monday, yes. you know, it's you know, it's uh, after shoot around and you have to address the media, you know, you have your 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 uh, beat guys will asking you questions, you know, I think OKC's won a couple in a row and, you know, asking about, they hey, over Houston last night. Yeah, right. And then, you know, what's up with Russell? How is he doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then you get the question. So have you heard Kevin's latest track? Yeah. And then even he, if even he's got an easy out, though, I think Scott does. Yeah. What's the out? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> but then they're going to tell you. So what do you think about the line when Kevin Durant says she pulled out my pants and she said, you're so you're so lengthy. When, what do I think he would say when I say <laughs> When you're, you're, if you're a coach, you're mentally. If I'm a coach, if I'm a coach, I'll tell you right now, if I'm a coach, I'm Greg Popovich, and I'm going to set the standards so that no one even has the, an inkling of asking me questions like that. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because we're not asking Pop that. That's Tony true. Tony Parker can come out with the greatest French rap album of all time, and no one will have the courage what was that to go one to called? that scrum. It's like Challenge, not Challenge. It was uh, <laughs> something, something. Oh, I can't, I can't try to look that one up. But listen. Balance, what? balance, 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 toi. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how I remember that, but balance. Because it's on your iPod? No, it's not. It yeah, used it to, my old one. I lost that one. <laughs> my old one. Uh, how do you feel about uh, athletes expressing themselves uh, musically? You go with it? Uh, as long as you sound good. I'm for anyone expressing what about the themselves content? if it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm always conscious of content. I'm always worried about content. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of athlete rappers. I think Kevin Durant sounded great, but I'm not gonna go pick up. I'm not gonna go download it on iTunes. You know that he used to. This is a total side note. Most of what you say is a complete sidebar. Absolutely. Uh, he used to. It, he used to um, text uh, Boy Wonder, who's Drake's producer, Grammy winning, Grammy award winning producer. The guy I'm trying to work on getting on the Hangout. Yeah, See, Matt. Big basketball fan. He is huge. He's an OKC dude. That yeah. is his squad. So Wonder, he, Boy Wonder, if you're listening. Reach out to the kid. Come he, on the hangout. He used the to, the they used to text each other, and Kevin Durant would ask him to send him beats. So Boy Wonder would send him beats so that he could. I would do that. So that he could, yeah, of course, to rhyme on and stuff. And uh, so that's kind of that's a cool little side note. I was just talking to Boy Wonder the other day. Oh, you were name dropping. That's no, no, what you were no. Doing. I was adding that's, to the story. No, I don't know if that we're talking about that's Kevin kind of Durant dropping. No, no, name dropping. We're talking about Kevin Durant rhyming. Like Cabby guy, man. And then Shoot. and then that's that was the connection was the hip hop. And Boy right. Wonder's from here. Yeah. So hey, hey, I got mad love for Boy Wonder. Not so much for your segues, but Boy Wonder, I'm down with him. I like I like Kevin Durant. I like athletes. Who See, we, the public puts them in a the box. The public says yes, you are only this. Yes, that is true. Like, and that's why. And and, and are in you some getting way, into Kanye right now? Well, that's what Kanye is so mad about. He's like, <laughs> I'm not just a rapper. Even Childish Gambino is like, you ain't I'm got not the answers, Gabby. <laughs> you ain't got the answers, Gabby. You ain't got the answers. You ain't got the answers. Why isn't that on a T-shirt yet? I mean, Sway's probably. 
if if someone else says the line, can someone like if Kanye said the line in the can interview, Sway use it? Yeah, I don't know, on, on Sway's it. universe, I tell can, everybody, you ain't got the answers. But can Sway then put that on a T-shirt and sell it? Yeah, I think. So. I guess Kanye would have to trademark it, right? Yeah, you so have to first. Yeah, so he that he couldn't has. use it. Like three Pete, like Pat Riley owns three Pete. That's amazing to it me. It is amazing, and how well outside the box he was thinking at the time. Like that was. Crazy. I think he, I think he trademarked it when the Bulls won their first three Pete. I think that's when Pat Riley trademarked three Pete, so that if it showed up on a T-shirt, on a poster, He's anything, paid. Pat Riley would get a piece of that. Can I get paid? <laughs> <laughs> Just got paid. Friday uh, night. Okay, uh, NFL playoffs are set. It's Russell Wilson will win the Russell Wilson Bowl for Russell Wilson. What is that? What? Russell Wilson. It's my guy, man. Honestly, I, I love Russell Wilson. Danger Russ on Twitter. Yeah, Russell Wilson. That's all I got to say, man. That guy's only won- lost once in his career at home. And the playoffs and the M- NFC go through Seattle and that friggin' 12th man. Having the home field advantage when you have the best home field advantage in that crowd is tremendous and i'll tell you right now man the way russ has shown like they've had a couple of tough games against teams that shouldn't have been in and so they've got that resiliency they're accustomed to playing in pressure situations i just i'm so sold on these seattle seahawks i said it before the year started i'd like to go out and say that and i picked russell on Wilson. what when do you when now, do you say on, that because everybody can I just say that NFL on like broadcast i don't i don't usually get a chance to you know spread my nfl knowledge so it's not because out there saying it but I mean I told my boys if you want to ask my boys Cairo will vouch for me I mean <laughs> I, I called it Seahawks in the Super Bowl I did I swear to I'm like when, I did when did you call it before the season yes before the season I swear to you well hey they were close in uh, <laughs> in 2012 like in in the in the playoffs or whatever and uh, San Francisco represented the NFC um, or the, the NFC in the Super Bowl um, but it's okay so if if Seattle is your pick to win the Super Bowl, then who is your pick? And I don't really like to do a I lot of predictions. I don't care which AFC team makes it, honestly. Can we shout out Peyton Manning real quick? Okay, yeah, okay. If, 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 you know what? Only because Terrell Davis wore a Broncos jersey. And, you know, I, I, he was my guy, man. Terrell Davis? Terrell Davis. Why was he your guy? 2,000 yards, two straight years. Are you kidding me? I think it was just one. What was it? Okay, it was darn but near He definitely, he definitely no, had 2,000 like, yards. It was one, the cusp he, of 2,000 the second season. It's either 97 or 98. He had a 2,000-yard season. And the next season right after, back-to-back Super Bowl season, he was damn near 1,900 to 2,000 yards. In one of those Super Bowls, I believe it was the second one, he played the second quarter and he couldn't see out of one eye. He's just... That's boss status, man. I mean, like he couldn't, he couldn't see any. I believe he ran for like one sixty two or something in that game. Like it was, he put up huge production. It in upsets that. me that people don't talk about Terrell Davis. Well, he anymore. only played for like seven years. Yeah, because he blew out the knee. But in that window of opportunity, hashtag beast mode. <laughs> he was beasting. Okay, Peyton Manning, fifty five touchdowns, which is a uh, NFL record in one On a season. Fake neck. <laughs> Not a fake neck, a, fused, a fused, a fused neck. He, he just had four surgeries on his neck. That, you listen to me. I don't know. I once got a neck rub. It still hurts. What, what was the name of the place? No, no, it wasn't. A, stop, stop trying to incriminate me. It wasn't the name <laughs> of the place. They're legal in a, in a, in Toronto. I no, think they're no, legal in our country. I had a girlfriend at the time. At the time, she gave me a nice neck rub. It hurts. <laughs> still hurts. I'm just trying to show you how sensitive the neck is. Okay, the neck area, that's hard, man. You know, like when you wake up in the morning, you have that kink in your neck and you can barely make, when you're trying to look left or look right, you sort of have to like, you have to sort of look over your shoulder, but you can't, it's like you have to move your whole body to turn yeah, around. Yeah, happens when you do something wrong, though. What How are you, you talking sleep? about? 
Everybody gets little kinks in their neck when they sleep. You don't get those? When you sleep wrong. I suppose. I, sl- I don't know. Maybe I had a violent series of violent uh, dreams. Or, 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 vi- Never or violent before the dream. Before I was in La La Land, <laughs> yeah. it was just very... Yeah, rough. It was, uh, it was animated. All right. Okay. 5,477 yards, also a record for passing in a single season. 606 points, also a record for the Denver, Bronco, Denver Broncos who had scoring John in Elway a single season. And who had John Elway as a quarterback at what point? There are two schools of, in, in most sports, and I was talking about this with, uh, and I'm not name dropping, I just had, had this conversation. See, you guys can look now, at a previous podcast. preemptively not. You guys can look at listen to the Mike Richards podcast. I believe it's number seventy six or maybe seventy seven on the Cabbie Presents. We had a conversation. In in some sports, you have to be a player A guy or a player B guy. In basketball, you're either a Kobe guy or you're a LeBron guy. In tennis, you're a Nadal guy or you're a Federer guy. What about Djokovic, the Serena guys. I'm yeah. a Serena guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Serena really has a rival. You're not like Sharapova is not on her level, and Venus, Venus had a really good career, but like Serena's like. Wait, what almost, about the other girl? Not Sharapova. I'm missing. I, I, yeah, you're missing one of the girls that dominates. Like she's literally Venus's competition. She actually, oh, well, li, uh, Lindsay. No, not, no li, not Lindsay Davenport. That was like ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, but bro. she was she was legit. She was good. She, she was, was legit. legit. She was legit. She was like a. So it's in between like Sharapova Wayne, and she's like the Wayne Rooney of women's tennis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that because she looked like a dude? I am leaving what I said with what I said. <laughs> <laughs> she's the Wayne Rooney of women's tennis. In hockey, Was the game over yet? wait. In hockey, you're either an Ovechkin guy or you're a Sidney Crosby I'm guy. I'm a Ovi guy personally. Swag on a. Ho- I know he's not winning or doing anything positive. The team's falling apart. No, no, the but, team's. Well, well okay. the team is. But he's like leading. I think he's I leading the league in, in goals. I just think he's flying. He he's up there in points. I think Crosby's leading the league in points, but Ovi is like a goal scoring. And he has no Stanley Cups. That's right. That is what is missing from Ovechkin's uh, mantelpiece yeah. is yeah. a Stanley Cup Did trophy. Did Brett Hull win a Stanley Cup? He, he won. He yeah. jumped ship, though, right? He won yeah, one he in Dallas, ship. and he won one in Detroit. Oh, so he jumped ship to, like, powerhouse teams. Finally, it goes back to you're either a Tom Brady guy. Oh, my god! Or you're a Peyton Manning guy. That's like, that's like a three, year ago, three years ago thing. For me right now, it's like, are you Kaepernick or Russell Wilson? But I get what you're saying. I get where it's maybe it's a brother thing. I don't know, but <laughs> maybe maybe it's for you. Some of us just don't see views. <laughs> but I have a Peyton Manning guy. Back in the day when it was Indianapolis, New England. Oh, I, I hated would never, Peyton Manning. Man. I would never, ever, ever, ever cheer for the Patriots. I didn't like the way they cut players. That was really my beef with them. Like you know, say like the way they handled like, well maybe Brewski. They they treated him all right. But who was the 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 the, the defensive end that ended up going to Oakland? Oh, um. Uh, wow! <laughs> what? What was that? I think I pressed the like. Oh, that was crazy! On my on my new BlackBerry uh, Z30. Shouts out to my BlackBerry guy. Um, I pressed like the the voice thing, like where I guess. I don't know. Honestly, I don't. But fully where understand. did it get the "I love you"? Like, was yeah. it mixing? Was it just reciting some of your text messages? No, no, no. Because it just said, it, no. it just said that I never, ever, ever. Because you were just saying I would never, ever, ever, ever root for the Patriots. Really fast, which is something my boss Frank Hayward always reminds me not to do. 
Where did the I love you come from? I love you was not mentioned I think in this my conversation. Phone loves me. No, you sent that. Who'd you send that to? And let me see your text messages. If I said I love you to anybody, I sent it to my sister. Okay, so now you can't even like. Now I'm just completely taking the legs out. Yeah, of you it. did. <laughs> <laughs> you took all the <laughs> out of my accusation. It's like, yep, I was sending a message to my moms. <laughs> I forgot where we were. Ah man, it was Peyton Manning versus Brady. And I picked Peyton. Richard Seymour, I think, is who they cut. Yes, yeah, and he's in Oakland now. And it hurt because there's a couple guys, too. I mean, when when when, when Branch left, I, like, I thought, you know, if you got players that win championships with you, I was of the school of thought they get older, of, you know, they get older. Of, of reward your players. But at the same time, I mean, they were right not to because they kept winning by cutting these guys. But that's just kind of what rubbed me wrong about the way New England went about their business. It seemed cold. I like a little bit of heart in my sports. I used to root for the, I still root for the Tennessee Titans because I'm an oh, Eddie I, George oh, guy. Eddie George! That's my dude. That's my dude. Number 27, baby. Four yards of carry. Never gave you 60, but he never gave you negative. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I'm sure there are times he's tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, and and Indianapolis was a rival of Tennessee. It's in the same division. Uh, I don't really write Ray for Lewis Baltimore. ruined a couple of our, our, our real good seasons. Yes, yes. That one, well, the, when they won in 2000, they... Oh, that interception? Ray, yeah, the interception for oh a touchdown. Oh, my God. Oh, Eddie just chasing it. Like, Give me back the ball! Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was, a, that was a tough one. Yeah. But we'll always have the Music City Miracle. This is true. And it was just that Kevin Dyson, like, one yard away from oh. breaking the plane. Well, it was really, like, six yards, because, I mean, his knee was down, like, four yards away. He just yeah, reached long. He, reached, look, he been, made it look like it was closer. Only, like, a fraction of the ball has to cross the plane, and that's a touchdown. Yeah. And then it could have went to... So close. Could have went to overtime in the Super Bowl, St. Louis versus Tennessee, and St. Louis won 23-16. Kurt Kurt Warner aired it out to I think it was Tory Holt or one of those dudes. I and know. Like in late in the fourth quarter, just a backbreaker. Anyway, Akil. Yeah. My guy Mondays. I love him. Thanks for your return. On Twitter at Akil Augustine. Watch the Hangout NBA TV Canada Thursdays. At what time? It rears a bunch, but it premieres at five, then seven, then eleven, and then will we get it online? I'll be tweeting out all the links, and you guys can share some of the finest basketball content that doesn't have Cabby on it because he refuses to come on. That's not true. That one time. I was on that one that time. That one time. Remember that one time, Cabby? Mad <laughs> <laughs> love for Cabby, guys. Thank you very much, man. All right, peace. It's his favorite day. What could make Cabby feel this way? My guy. My guy. My guy. Talking about my guy. Mondays. Making his debut to My Guy Mondays. Actually, this is the first time you hear his voice on the Cabby Presents podcast. A long friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. And in, in the coming year, you will get his full story. But for now, we're getting <laughs> an abbreviated version. This is Mastermind. Yo. And welcome to the podcast, sir. What up, homie? I'm excellent. I know that you're a huge fight fan. And like yeah. last week. Well, uh, let's clarify, though. MMA fight fan. Okay, fine. You're not, you're not a big boxing? Not, not anymore. I think boxing has, uh, in my humble opinion, okay. boxing has fallen off tremendously. And it's always had this stigma, you know, where bad promoters and all this stuff. But more so, you know, to me, there's no real um, marquee fighters anymore. You have your Mayweathers. You have your, your Pacquiao's for what, you know, he's worth now. Um, 
but there's no Tysons, you know, there's no Holyfield. So, no... like, so you need you need like an American heavyweight no, champion. It, it doesn't have to be an American, but it has to be some because I like Pacquiao too, right? Yeah. It has to they have to have some real appeal and the story and, and just you know, there's gotta be a buzz when they fight. And the undercards are terrible. Like I hate watching Eight rounds of two dudes who just no one cares about. But then, but wait, but then you love the MMA, you love UFC, and those undercards that are on Facebook, you're not watching those. I do actually watch some of the oh, Facebook come on. cards. Do you actually? And, and have have you ever watched some of those? Some of those end up being the best fights. Rare. Nah, dude. Rare. Nah, not at all. <laughs> so this is coming from a guy who I was convincing to come watch UFC with me and like. Oh five, it wouldn't come. <laughs> well, let's. I I don't know when I started. Uh, well, I guess it was George St Pierre that kind of sucked me in, or maybe it was. <laughs> what? That's pretty good. Oh no, actually, you know what? It may have been. Uh, yeah, it was either GSP or maybe it was. Uh, was it Chuck, when, was Chuck it, Liddell was kind of cool, and maybe it was Rampage Jackson that sh that sucked me in. But you were watching before they they sanctioned it in Toronto. And we had the Toronto ones. You were into correct. it. Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, I did. Good. I saw Rampage Jackson fight. Uh, Forrest Griffin actually lost to Forrest Griffin. Uh, I, I saw him beat Chuck Liddell, but then he lost to Forrest Griffin. I actually went to that fight in Las Vegas. And, oh, nice. Uh, that was, I think it was like 08. But um, uh, Mastermind, you're known as uh, uh, globally as a... Uh, are, uh, as a DJ, okay, Correct. and then yeah. in, the, in the past few years in our country, you've been you've been a, a, a radio personality in Calgary and here in Toronto, in the biggest market on Flow 93.5. But I'm not sure if people know how much of a fan you are of the <laughs> UFC. At <laughs> every big event, we always have a conversation in your studio right. about the we have like the match. post yeah, game yeah, yeah, or yeah. the upcoming matches. Yeah. Okay, so now going into 2014, are you concerned? With the with the UFC because in boxing you said there are no marquee names and now leading into 2014 Anderson Silva's career is for all intents and purposes over. Correct. George St Pierre is taking a leave of absence. So and there are there's an asterisk or there's some there's some cloud around the possibility of he of him continuing his career. Right. So now the UFC the brand falls on the shoulders of John Jones and perhaps Ronda Rousey. Are you concerned in 2014? Well, interestingly enough, uh, Chris Weidman, who is the guy who defeated Anderson Silva twice, he is... They really need to market this guy. He's a, he's a nice dude. He he's a nice obviously dude. a great fighter. He's proven that now. Um, but he, he really doesn't have any buzz or appeal or, I don't know, like a story maybe. He's, he's young, but he's 11-0, right? So he's got this... This history of, uh, of being undefeated and beating arguably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time twice, <laughs> and, and and the second time in very decisive fashion. Oh man! Um, if you if you see some of the uh, post-fight interviews and stuff, that technique of him checking the kicks, it was specifically um, practiced after the first fight because Anderson was killing his leg in the first fight. So they went in and did this technique of checking where you get your knee up against the other guy's shin and it hurts the the, the kicker. Which uh, makes does it, it, did it ever. Right, which makes them want to stop kicking. And in this case, stop the fight. <laughs> and stop kicking maybe forever. Right. But going back to your initial question, am I worried? Ronda Rousey has um, has appeal. Like I'll watch any Ronda Rousey fight. She's a character has a distinct personality. Yeah, and she's a lover or hater type of personality. Right, you, she's very polarizing. And I think uh, a, a lot of it happened prior. See, I hated her at first. Then I started to love her, 
And then she did The Ultimate Fighter, and I hated her on that. I thought her per- like I thought she was te- like a terrible personality. Yes. Yes. But then when she's not in fight mode and you see her in a in a fun jovial kind of manner, she's adorable again and you just want to be around her. Uh, it's when she gets in fight mode she turns into this unlikable character. So what did you? How? So Ronda Rousey defended her bantamweight title. I believe she moves to eight and zero in the UFC, and uh, for the second time she defeats Misha Tate with her patented armbar. Every fight, she's, every yeah, yeah, wins with the armbar, yeah. which I'm not a big fan of. But whatever. Hey, you got to W's or W's. Right. You got to you know it's the record that stands above anything. Um, but what did you think about her not accepting Misha Tate's handshake after the fight? Yeah, I thought it was pretty classless. So did I. But. She defended her reasoning after the fact. I don't necessarily agree with her reasoning. Which was what? Her reasoning was that Misha uh, insulted her family, meaning her coach and her uh, trainer. And she says, if you insult my family, I can't justifiably shake your hand. Now, if she apologizes, meaning Misha apologizes and, and her family accepts the apology, she will then go and shake her hand. I still think it's a little... Listen, it's a sport, and there's something about this sport. When you see, you know, two combatants go in the octagon and they they try to kill each other, and then immediately after the fight, they're hugging, they're congratulating each other. It's camaraderie, there's, and they congratulate the other guys' coaches. Yeah, and, and there's numerous occasions where they even go out afterwards, and they're getting drinks, and they're talking about the fight. And yeah, there's you know there's going to be a little bit of oh I should have won or I should have lo- you know I shouldn't have lost or whatever. But ultimately, there is respect. And that's the one thing that I didn't like about it. Animosities are animosities. But even when, you know, one of the biggest rivalries, which was Tito Ortiz and Ken Shamrock, I think after their last fight together, um, you know, Tito was still huffing and puffing, even though he won. And then Shamrock came over to him and was like, yo, dude, we made a lot of money together, blah, 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 congratulations, you know, let's bury the hatchet or whatever. And, And you can see that even the most angry of rivalries at the end of the day get squashed when, you know, when it's all said and done. So by many accounts, Ronda Rousey's post-game uh, conduct, conduct, yes, is, uh, you know, uh, is, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, de- I won't go as far to say it's detrimental to the UFC, but she is one of the stars yeah. of the UFC and one of the athletes that the UFC has to promote in 2014 because it's too biggest stars are no longer will no longer be fighting or one may not fight in 2014 the other's career is probably over so so you have Weidman who's got a uh, he's got actually got a pretty good story uh, in the lead up they were showing that his house got flooded during Hurricane Sandy he's got a couple of daughters he's sort of an unknown he doesn't have like that X factor of like right, an engaging yeah, yeah, personality yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then John Jones is just excellent so interestingly enough with John Jones if you think about the the, the, the two people previous to uh, that I I know of that had this leg injury happen. There's a guy named Corey Hill who came out of one of the Ultimate Fighter shows. Long, thin, lanky guy. Same body type as Anderson Silva. Same body type as John Jones. Kicked somebody. His leg shattered. Oh wow! I've never seen that. Right. It ha- I think it was one of his first fights in the UFC out of the Ultimate Fighter. Um, you've never seen him again. No. Right? His legs just gone. No. Then you got. Then you got Anderson Silva. Tall, lanky. Body type, just had an injury. I am going on record saying that eventually that is going to happen to John Jones. You think? Oh, you think? Oh, John wow. Jones. Okay, John, I John Jones is tall, yes, lanky, yes, and he's got very thin legs. Like he, does. he doesn't got a lot of meat, a lot of muscle. He's strong, but think about the the three type of body types. So they're oh all the God. same. Yeah, they are. And the legs shatter. 
Mm, boy. I, can, I can see it happening to John Jones. I hope it doesn't happen because no. I'm a huge fan of John Jones. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I don't. I don't want to see that happen. So you um, know what's interesting? Talking about John and Ronda being the the two the faces, marquee, the two faces now. They're both very polarizing. Like there's a lot of people who hate John Jones. I guess that's and, true. and say that he, you know he's not legitimate, not in a legitimate in the sense of being a champ, but he's not authentic. You know, in his character and the way right. he portrays himself. Then you have Ronda, who's polarizing only in the fact that um, she she doesn't care. You know, she says something interesting. She says, in her entire career, you know, coming up as a judo champion, she would fight in foreign territories, and so she knows only being booed. She doesn't know about being cheered, so she thrives off that. So when she's in the UFC getting booed. That only motivates her. Mm. She's not used to cheers. She said, you know, the first time she heard cheers in the UFC, it threw her for a loop. So it's interesting that she doesn't care about that. But I do think her not only being the face of women's MMA, because she is, being the champion, and now being one of the marquee faces of the UFC, they're going to have to fix how she's marketed, I right. guess, right? Course, yeah, absolutely. Um, have you seen an injury quite as gruesome as Anderson Silva's before in your sports watching life? Well, yeah, there was that other dude who got oh, his leg. Corey oh, yeah, Hill, Corey Hill. Yeah, okay, yeah, and I guess then there, was a, there was that basketball dude who... The, the college kid, Kevin yeah. Ware, at Louisville? Right. I never saw that. I remember he reading on Twitter. It was uh, exploding on Twitter. Son. I'm like, I'm not going to see this injury. I still haven't seen it, but I know his his it, bone, bone came through the leg. Yeah, dude. Dude, but I've seen, I just seen saw, it. I just saw it the other day again because oh, because people people started bringing it back when the Anderson thing happened. So they're like, "Oh, remember this?" Oh and my I saw, gosh, it is gross, dude. I saw. Oh, I remember. Just, just, <laughs> it's like those one of those things you cannot unsee. So for for people that haven't seen it, I'm sure you have seen. It, but if you haven't seen it, Anderson kill, Silva throws a, a right leg kick, and Chris Weidman blocks it with his left, and then his no, it was a left left leg kick. He kicked he kicked with his left. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was his left. Either way, um, he kicks <laughs> him, and Chris Weidman blocks it. He checks it with essentially like his knee or his shin, and then Anderson Silva, his leg like bends around. Wraps around. Yeah, wraps yeah. around Weidman's leg, and then it just snaps. He takes one step back. The slow motion dro- is probably the best the best way to see it. Didn't, oh. you, didn't you post like an yeah, Instagram? I put on it, Instagram. Yeah, I, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, this is like we, we all react. We're in my friend's basement and just... Going crazy, just reacting to the super slow mo, and it was so graphic. Dude, we were at we were at Cardi's house. Why we had a dinner, and there was like about it had to be at least twelve of us. It was a mixed crowd of dudes and, and women and whatnot. And the, the reaction when they showed the replay again, the reaction was probably the same in almost any bar in the basement that you were in. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was just ah, <laughs> like just everybody saying the same thing. I think I lost my voice screaming at that kid. Oh, my. I remember when uh, I'm a I'm a I root for the Ohio State, and the Ohio State played. A national championship game against Miami in 2003, I think, and Willis McGahee was running back for um, Miami Hurricanes, and he took a helmet to his knee, and his knee like exploded. It was just like wobbly, and just, and he was like everything, ACL, PCL, LCL, all just destroyed. He actually made a pretty good comeback and had a decent, a decent NFL career. But that was like the first really gruesome one that I've I've never seen. The Joe Theismann, the the. Hold on, didn't Rondo have like a gruesome injury? We fell on his wrist or his elbow or something, and it went backwards. Yes, Rondo had a bad one. Remember, um, oh, was it Garbajosa? There was a dude on the Raptors. No, I don't know. Oh, and he, his leg, his foot 
did like a 90 degree turn. <laughs> it was pretty bad. You have uh, to put a disclaimer on this podcast. I know. Well, <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's an audio uh, medium, so you guys use your imagination if you haven't seen these injuries. Uh, lastly, the last time I saw you, or people would have seen you on television, you were on Strombo's show oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Russell Peters and uh, two, ter- two turntables and a mixer. Right. Uh, how Which... did that come to be, and what happened in that episode? Okay, so... Obviously, I've known Russell for 20 plus years. Well, we, uh, it's obvious to you, but maybe not to. Okay, the... so yeah, I've known Russell Peters for 20 plus years. We uh, we were friends way before all the fame and before um, both of you guys' fame. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, uh, we met through. Uh, I think a cousin of mine went to school with him, and uh, so we met probably in like '89. At Bramley City Center, I had a, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I'll tell you the whole story. I had a girlfriend working at my cousin's kiosk at Bramley City Center. What was your cousin selling? Uh, t-shirts. They had a t-shirt okay, company. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was there with her, and Russell came up. My cousin introduced us, and we really just became thick as thieves. I mean, he was a fan of me already because at that point I was still doing college radio and whatnot, uh, and I was a DJ, and he's a DJ head. Like he is a real hardcore DJ head, and we're both into the same things. We're roughly the same age. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just became really, really tight. We would hang out a lot. Um, so basically I've known him when he didn't have two quarters to rub together to now where he drives around in Bentleys and private jets and all that stuff. Right. So, I watched his special notorious. I think it was the last one. The last one. I ordered it on, uh, oh, you talking about the Netflix one or the Netflix one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was notorious. Maybe I forget what it was called. I can't remember what it's called. Either way. Yeah. 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 I saw the, I saw the most. Okay. So the, how did it happen? You ended up on Georgia's okay, show. So, on Georgia's on show. so they were, um, uh, they were going to do this interview with him to promote or whatever it was. And, you know, I've known George for a minute and they know that, you know, me and him are friends and they wanted to surprise him. So they hit me up with this idea of, Hey, we want you to come out and DJ and surprise him. And, uh, I was like, Okay, sure, whatever, you know, and uh, it, it took a minute to kind of get it all coordinated and whatnot, and then I went there. I was pretty much there for hours. We were doing test runs of how we're going to bring the, the rig out and how we're going to surprise them and keep it a secret, and um, and yeah, it was a secret. They Basically, they wanted it to uh, eventually for him to jump on, which he did, you know, and do a little bit of cutting and scratching because they know that he's into that stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it worked out great. What the funny thing is, um, because I, I'm semi-retired, if you will, in terms of all that. In terms of DJing. In terms of DJing. Yeah. When uh, Strombo was asking him, you know, if you would you recognize, you know, DJ's cutting if you heard it? And they, you know, I think they showed a clip of somebody. I think it was Jazzy Jeff or somebody. And then, you know, he identified it. And I started doing my cuts. He goes, what about this one? And so I started doing my cuts. And he said, that's starting from scratch. Which, to me, was funny because, you know, he you would think that he'd be able to... Uh, to recognize yours? Or you guys his. Have- because that's, that's, one, that's one of his tour DJs, right? right? That's right, that's so the, right. the fact that he couldn't identify who was who was, was quite, quite funny. And then I saw his face when I came out, and he was kind of like, oh, all right. <laughs> so. it was, uh, that's awesome. Um, Mastermind, you guys can hear him. I guess you can, for people that are listening uh, or that are outside of Toronto, okay, just yeah. flow935.com. Correct. They have uh, phone apps and all that stuff, too. And on Twitter, you can follow his adventures at Mastermind Live. Correct. Look at you. At, well, yeah, I remember at Mastermind Live. Thank you for uh, popping in on My Guy Monday, sir. Absolutely. Good times. It's his favorite day. What could make Cabby feel this way? My guy. My guy. My guy. Talking about My Guy Mondays. My Guy Monday returns with the man to my left, good friend of mine, Neil Scott. 
who had an interesting Christmas experience. Let's just start there. Let's just start with the story that you don't want to tell the people. So we're starting right with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> right out. No, there's like comedy. What's the the rule? Uh, pain plus time equals humor or comedy. Oh, or well, that's so, a good equation. But it's been under 24 hours. So, yes, I was a proud first time in my 30s and bought a, bought a puppy. Research for like six months. What kind of a dog? French bulldog. Okay. Because I have, you know, my condo, so I got I can't get a German Shepherd or something. Yeah, or so. a boxer. You can't get a big dog. You no. need a small dog for any any condo. And and I also hate guys that get big dogs to be tough, like guys that get pit bulls and stuff like that. Really? So That's a thing for you. They're compensating for something. Else. Yeah, but what if the what if the dog walked around with a Yorkie or a or a? That's you can't go too small or too big as a, a single male. It's an issue. You got it straight well, or anything. You can't do that. I, I I would be like no. If you came to me and said, and you all, you're it's like you live in a condo apartment, right? Like you have a floor. Yeah, my place. Yeah, yeah. very small place. So you place. couldn't. If you said to me I was getting a Yorkie, I'd probably have a chat with you. If yeah. you said to me you're getting a boxer, I'd also be having a chat. Really, with you. a yeah. boxer is like a manly dog, though. Like you can. I'm not going to say you get props for having a, a boxer, but it's like no one no one's going to look at you if you had a motorcycle and be like. Uh, you, uh, you lose man points for that, or like you got an issue. No, a motorcycle is like the motorcycle has uh, is iconic. A boxer, a big dog are also iconic. A boxer, I'd probably get. But if you said I got a pit bull or one of those like Rottweilers, then I, I that's the where I draw. Well, them. yeah, Boxers those are really grip. aggressive dogs. Yeah, and I and I was like, I hate guys. There's there's people that get in my condo. This lady, so nice. She gets in and she has a Doberman Pinscher. And you've seen the, you remember the Richard Pryor skit about Doberman Pitchers? They're like the, the most evil dogs because they don't say anything. They let the burger come in, show them where all the jewelry is. And then they get to the door and the dog's like, now you're mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never saw so that. So this Doberman Pitcher comes in. <laughs> and just for, I'm just over, I'm like 6'1", let's say. But every time that elevator opens, it is exactly at the mid-level Right at your waistline, your belt line. Uh, and under where you don't want a Dermot. Wait, it's, face, it's, it's faces right there. It walks in like a silent ninja and just walks in <laughs> and just sits right there looking at me. And she's got no. If this dog in this elevator decided at one point I'm gonna take a bite of this guy, she has no control. <laughs> she couldn't even call anyone because we have no reception in the elevator. Right. Yeah. Like I'd be dead in 30 seconds. That's right. Cell phone signals die yeah. in your elevator. And and she acts like it's the most friendly dog and is encouraging me to pet it, which I I'm, love dogs, but this dog I'm like, nah man, I'm not petting it. The worst is you walk in sometimes with food. <laughs> like oh, yeah. The, yeah. And you're in this small elevator. So I researched, I said I'm getting a French bulldog. Um uh, it's like the one on Modern Family. Uh, okay. JJ, so it's perfect. They don't bark a lot. They don't like to work, like run around, but they're funny dogs. They're called the uh, comic, like com comical dogs, little little jokers. That's oh, okay. Their like personalities. A, like, like a I'm Jack like, Russell Terrier? Yeah, except not mental like a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> Jack Russell Terrier is like my, da -da 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 -da. imagine that too much energy in that condo would just be insane. Jack Russell Terrier is like a, it's like a dog on Red Bull. Yes, always. Yeah, always. <laughs> always. 24 <laughs> hours of the day. Even when it's sleeping, its eyes are bugging yeah. out under its eyelids. The REM sleep is faster than ours. <laughs> So I, I research, I research, and they're expensive. And I, I even, and I don't need to ask my parents for permission, but I right away go, I'll tell my parents, my mom's super nice, you know, we're Scottish, she's, oh, that's a great idea. My dad, ah, that's terrible. <laughs> just the dog or the kind of dog? What do you kind of dog, my dad. Just oh, the dog in general. I, you'll never take care of it. I'm like, you wouldn't let me get a dog all the way growing up, and this is what it harbors. 
So I research, research. I have two breeders I've been talking to, and a third I'm like, nah. But I, I run into this lady who has one from the breeder that I was definitely thought it was a little shady. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, no, they're amazing. And it was a luck of the draw. So I'm taking it because it's Christmas. Oh, it's Okay, like, wait. So how far outside of Toronto did you have to go to get- Over an hour. Okay, so you drove. Yeah. To, and then- North. Did you see pictures of this particular yeah. dog? Oh, so, email, so there's a site or yeah. she emailed you the there picture? There is a site. And then there was- And then I asked to see the parents. And, the, and this one came shipped in from overseas, which I, is always the red flag. Okay, wait, 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 wait. With the dog was shipped in from overseas? Yeah. Which is what a red, red flag, right? That's okay. what you say. Okay. Like meeting a girl at the bar. <laughs> there's red flags. No, but there's all never over. red flag. Yeah, but when you meet a girl at the bar and she's from Slovenia, you're like, okay, they, she's exotic. Oh, she's no. from Slovenia. Yeah, I'm not or talking. she's from Venezuela. You're like, okay, cool. There are no red flags. No, no, not not with where they're from. But there's girls like, hey, I'm from this city and my two kids are out in the car. Red well, flag. Okay, yeah. <laughs> if she's a mother. Yeah. yeah and, and you're and you're looking for or a good time. The, and you then meet yeah, the, you meet this girl and she's amazing. And then she's like, I just got out of a divorce of, or I just got out of a relationship for eight years. That's a red flag for. Well, it depends what you. Baggage. Yes, you're there will be right. some baggage. Yes, there yes. will be some baggage. But I can't buy this dog just for the night. So <laughs> unlike the women, <laughs> that's what I'm in for. So I am go. I get all the crate, the food, and this stuff is expensive, right? So I've never okay, had a wait, pet. Wait, wait, never wait, had wait. A pet. No, I've never had a pet. Yeah. But how did you pay for the dog? So I cash. So you brought like a, f- okay. a duffel bag full well, of cash. Duffel. <laughs> it's four figures, right? Yeah, it's okay. Only a so, so I brought thousands of dollars to this guy. Okay, that's so, a, you know because uh, my boy, uh, we call him the president. He just bought a dog on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, yeah. and he wrote the lady a check. I was like, "What do you?" She accepted a check. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I just, you know, it's cash or check." So I wrote her a check. I'm like, "Who writes checks in 2013 for a dog?" Yeah, for a dog. Oh, it's yeah. not like you can you can't even go anywhere to pay for items, products, goods, yeah. or services with a check. I don't think no. anymore. No. I mean, oh, unless you're 85 condo, and you're paying. At my condo, every stupid thing we need to pay, it's a check. And I have to go down. I don't even own checks. That's what I mean. Everything's I, electronic these days. I, or <laughs> cash. Yeah. I would have did. So I, I get all this stuff. I do the, I meet this lady. So I'm thinking it's Christmas. It's fate. I mean, I, I ran into her and, I'm, and it's French Bulldog. So now when I see one, I got to talk and ask for breeder's advice. Because you can't get, like, these things are, like, meticulous. You got to get them the right way. Okay. So I've been doing so much research, driving me nuts. And she's like, it's perfect. So... I think, well, this must be fate. So I'm going to try. So I get pictures of the dog. I talk to the guy numerous times. I say I'm going up there. So uh, I go up there on, I was going to go on uh, the 26th, but I went to my parents and had to shovel out the the house before I could leave. Like, when did rules come back in? It was like I almost got grounded. I'm like, I'll help out. I'm out there for like 45 minutes. Shoveling their driveway? And I own a condo. I don't even know how to shovel anymore. It's like, (laughs) and that's a skill you don't want to get back. Like, I didn't need it back in my life. So I, I talked to him and then he says, come up. So I get up in the morning. I got all this stuff. So this is the 27th. 27th. Okay. I get the crate. I get the... Um, the, the crate? Dog. What do you mean the crate? Like Because you the always dro- want to train a puppy when you get it. So you see how much research? I'm that guy. I'm okay. the guy that bores people at parties talking about dogs. You get a crate to crate train it. And then you put it so they always know they have a home. You let it out, but uh, like just to as a puppy, you crate train it. <laughs> okay, okay, you crate train it. I don't yes. expect I'm gonna have to go on Twitter after this because people might blow me up for this. But I've researched, so you it's tweet at the Neil Scott. <laughs> by the way, please yeah. continue. So I get the crate, I get the food, I get leashes, I get bowl, uh, bowls, I get toys, I get Dude. puppy pads because you got to put down like diapers oh, so they can go on. Yeah. yeah 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 and you yeah. know how i have a so they can good use condo. the washroom yeah. inside your condo and, I, and, they're, and your condo is the weird thing about you is your condo is medically clean yeah. every i've been there over 60 times yeah. and every time it's like it's like a laboratory clean it's hotel it's and that's to do with 
my ADD and OCD. So those two together fight. So ADD <laughs> is you can't keep enough, but you always want to clean the OCD and you want to check things six, seven times. Like, is the stove on? Is the stove off? Well, I haven't put it on in a month, so I'm pretty sure it's off, but I still got to check it before I go to bed. So anyways, I've got all this stuff. I get up there. Guy, I go at this farm way up thing. So I'm talking to the guy, the very nice man, brings me two puppies. Like, because the pictures I looked at, I can see two puppies. One is, they're both gorgeous, so cute. French, any, and first of all, that's the biggest, hardest thing to do around uh, is, is puppies. All puppies are cute. The right. ugliest dog in the world, the first three months is going to look amazing. Yeah, it's unlike babies, because babies look like aliens, but puppies are actually cute. Yeah, it, it goes the other way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I, I, I pick the one that I wanted, that I already picked, she's very scared. Like, so, like, timid and everything. Like, she just wants to be held. Okay. So I'm like, okay. But then everyone's been telling me, don't get the puppy that's all attacking you and, like, want all your attention because that means they're going to be hard to train. The other one is amazing, too, but she's, like, licking me, wanting to play mine. It, so you're getting a female dog, regardless. Uh, well, there was two females. So okay. I was, okay, I was yeah. torn between getting a dude or a female, but I was like, all right, I'll, I'll go either way on that. Okay, okay. So I decide, I get both. I do the paperwork. I do the microchip. I pay the guy. The microchip? What is that? Because they got to they be microchips so you can trace them. and then The dogs? Yeah, yeah. There's millions of stuff. Wait, you got to put a microchip in the dog? I didn't put the microchip. He put it in, he put, or it was already there, and then he scans it, and then you have the chip number on your contract so that you can check it out. Or what? Then you go to yeah, buying a dog is not going to some one of your buddies. That's what I figured. Dog that got out one night and got after it, and then in the garage had six, and then you go <laughs> pick. It's not like that anymore. So <laughs> wait, so dogs are like what, what humans are going to be in like 20 years when we all yeah. have barcodes or chips in our bodies yeah. and be able to be tra uh, track trackable or traceable. It was the French Bulldog Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> like I can look your dog up on Google. Like yeah. there's a, there'll be an app on your phone where you can like trace train like you're on vacation in Florida on a golf trip or yeah, something yeah. and you can see on your phone where your dog is. <laughs> it's gonna be that new Rogers commercial. You know how the, the kid comes home and the parents are at work and they can see what they're doing, which is creepy as anything, by the way. Dude, my friend a... has that in his house. He's like, and there's the camera. We see the display. I'm like, what? He's got a, a a pair of baby twins and he's got a camera inside his house, like in the living room, pointed towards the door. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. And the other one is they can have it in the room, so while they're at work, they can look on at the baby sleeping and stuff right. during the day, which yeah. I'm like, we're really taking parenting up a notch now. We're Seriously. Like, I mean, <laughs> what about when you do, wouldn't see, you'd see your, your dad and mom would be gone to work before we went to school, and we wouldn't see them till dinner. That's right. One of those days, the only time they heard from us was when our teachers called when we were in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so anyway. So, so I, you picked the dog. I picked, and then I went so back. So you, you picked the dog that wasn't all over. The one yeah. that you originally cradled in your arms yeah. is the one, the one you one picked. Me. Yeah, and then my instincts was saying, Get the other one. It's more life and being like puppy. But I'm like, no, she's just scared. Maybe well. So we pack her up in the car. Do the. So contract. you pick the timid one. Yeah, okay. thinking because everyone's telling me don't pick the one that's going crazy. Don't pick the one that's animated and yeah. super friendly and energetic. Right. Okay. So I get her back to my place. So I got to drive her back. So it was, so essentially, you pick the emotionally wounded one. Yes, I'm this like the, that's the one you pick. Her, her love is hard to get. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> make. I'm gonna earn this. Like I'm thinking this stuff now. Here we're talking, and it's it's so pathetic. Like I'm like. What's wrong with me? Like, there was red flags all over this what, place. But the only red flag was that the dog came from another country. And I didn't get to meet the parent dog. You should always say it to meet one of the parent dogs. Why? Because, especially with French Bulldogs. Because if you research it, which I did, there's all these dogs coming in that aren't healthy. But is there, like, a checklist of what you're supposed to look for in meeting the parent? Like, it the, should, the mother dog that, or the father dog? Well, you, you should see their demeanor. Because, I mean... 
for us, see, this is what we think is we're taking this dog for 12 to 15 years. That is a major commitment That's issue true. for us kind of guys. Like, well, for anybody, but for us specifically, yeah, yes. It is like, oh, my God. But like, I'm not going to buy a dog. But anyway. So I'm like, so I, and, and the worst thing is I'm telling everyone, telling you, people are like judging me and questioning me. Why? Because they're like, why you need a dog? You're a single guy. You don't, would you never home? I'm like, I can go home all the time. I think it's ready. And it just people. And so I never had the, you know, the positive, like, yeah, go do it. So I get it. I go through all this negative stuff, get the dog, bring her home on the way home. And she's scared in the car. She uses, goes to the bathroom. So okay. I'm like, okay, that's going to happen. I'm like, okay, get her back to my place. I'm in the underground park, and so I bring her out of the car, and I just put her down just to see. And she's not moving anywhere, right? I just want to see if she moves, like, not walk upstairs. I'm going to carry her. No. Load up all my stuff. Carry the dog upstairs. Put her in. Tell her, like, and talking to her because this is, like, a person. Like, this is now <laughs> our condo. But you like, are- <laughs> uh, like, lawyers, I just lost half my condo to a French bulldog. Like, all this work I put in, I lost this. Do- like, I'm telling her, it's this is your den. This is now <laughs> my den. These are our shoes. And I'm like, it sounds like for me never to have a dog, right? So, it, so I'm doing Wait, this. Wait, did you start calling it by a name? Did so you- I had a couple names. One was Stella. So okay. Stella is, uh, you know, there's a connection there for me. Sure. For, you know, and so I'm because like, a streetcar named Desire when when no, Marlon beer. Like, Stella. No beer. <laughs> that's all. It's a connection for beer. So I. So said, you're calling the dog Stella. I, that's I'm I'm giving it a go because okay. I want to see what she does. I got a couple names in my head, right? Okay. So which, by the way, side part. I know we're getting all over here, but picking kids' names must be mental, man. Because even a dog's name was just driving me nuts for a while. You gotta. It's a lot to do. So anyways, I get her home, set up that crate, get her in her, you know, she's got a, my condo's gorgeous, got a den. She doesn't want to do anything except Does she come her. out of the crate? She, like, she doesn't have to go in now. I'm just showing her that's where you're going to sleep oh, for okay, a little okay. while. She goes in, comes out, she uses the bathroom, like, on the pad. So I'm like, this is pretty cool. She's got no- How old is this dog? Did they tell you the dog 12 weeks on January weeks. 1st. It okay. Been. So okay. it is so scared, but not shaking. So then- then I bath it because I want to clean it. Not like no fear. Just lets me do anything. But sh- she doesn't lick me or anything. She's just in my arms, and I'm like panic mode. Setting. So wait, did you buy like dogs? Is there like dog soap or dog yeah, shampoo? Dog shampoo. And nothing's cheap either. I mean, God forbid there was a dog pert out there for two ninety nine. No, it's like twelve ninety nine. Come on, really? Yeah. Like, like the every- dog cares. Apparently, like they Irish care. Spring should probably should work for a dog. It's a dog, okay? The dog's gonna eat a freaking end of a hot dog if you give it to it, or a, or a, a you know the end of your. It's like that joke we had about the the chicken commercial we're watching Ellen. Oh and the, my! The, all these rich white women commercial, I call it, and we love Ellen. But remember, we talked about it. Where oh my God, I've been feeding my dog this, and the dog okay, it looks so here, better wait, than wait. us. So for the audience. We're, we're, we're in a hotel in Vancouver and we're just watching TV and I, we had a few hours to kill before we went to an event. And so we're just, we're, I think we're watching Ellen and then the commercial comes up for organic dog food. So there are these, you know, these like, uh, mid, th- you know, women in their mid thirties, vibrant, yes. you know, good looking, whatever. And they're talking about the benefits of organic dog, dog food. <laughs> and we, and it was like, and the girl was shocked and I know it's a commercial, but she's like, I've been feeding my dog, and the dog looked like a, a Porsche. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> like, it had better hair than me and you, better clothes. Like, the thing, like, was awesome. And she's like, and I checked the ingredients, and it had chicken fill. Remember, was it chicken fill? Something or? like that, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I can't believe it wasn't all natural. I'm like, me and you ate chicken fill last night, and we were fine. And this is the <laughs> same dog that ate out of the garbage and licked itself for a day, and you're worried about chicken fill. So now I'm worried about it. So I'm doing this stuff. Oh, my gosh. And so I, now I'm panicking. 
So I got after the bath, you're panicking. Yeah, because I'm like, the puppy's got to be active. This thing was the most. So you're expecting it to like run around and stuff, or at least be playful, right? Puppies are playful. This thing was just like the most well behaved. Either it's the best behaved dog, or I'm starting to think she's sick. Because now I'm starting to think she she was fine. So I had a friend come over, and she's had dogs, so she's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like just let's give it a day. So I'm panicking. People are telling me to calm down, and I didn't want to tell everyone yet because I was gonna ease into it. Yeah. I'm not gonna be that guy taking pictures and sending it because I hate the. I hate <laughs> when our friends do it with their babies. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I know there's a picture. So anyways, that's your fridge, I call it. That's when I know someone's special in your life. You get a spot on Cab's fridge. <laughs> you still have the old school way of life. <laughs> I just got a new picture of Nigel and Henderson. Like, they're a new photo shoot. My two friends of mine, they do a yearly Christmas photo shoot where they dress up and take portraits at Sears. And I just got the latest picture. It's hilarious, though, by the way. Yeah, they have great. Very, yeah. that, they did it. They went with the Anchorman theme this year. It's pretty funny. That's It's so... So now I'm getting scared, and, and so I'm worried, and she does go to the bathroom a couple times, and it's bad. Like, the smell, I'm not, and you hear your friends talk about their babies and their smell coming out of them, but this is, like, toxic, and I'm, like, panic mode. So I'm, like, I'm going to give it, so Arnold Ray, I started reaching back to the breeder saying, he's, like, okay, just give it some time. So wait, wait, this is, is this still the 27th, or is now this is the 27th? We haven't even made it to midnight. So I got home at, let's say, 1 o'clock. It's now 6 o'clock in the Okay, okay. And I'm worried. So she's barely eating, and so I'm. I've already talked to the breeder. He's like, just it'll take some time, maybe a day or two, whatever. So we, so we take care of it all night. Get her in the crate. She goes in fine. She sleeps five in the morning. She's howling and barking. So I'm like, it finally a bark because I barely hear her. She hasn't done anything. So I'm like, okay, she's getting better. She comes out. She starts to eat a little bit or drink. All she wants to do is sleep. It was like a baby. She slept. I took her to bed. She slept for another five hours. Like I don't even. I sleep think they're supposed hours. to, aren't they? I know they sleep about sixteen, but she hasn't run around, done anything, or eat. So it's just that. So then I get her up again, and she just wants to cuddle. Like, it's not like she was a bad dog. She was gorgeous. And then I take her to feed. She throws, uh, she goes to the bathroom again, and there's blood. Oh, I'm like, geez. code red. So now I'm now <clears throat> gone from a single man living the life to now I own something, and oh, my God, what am I going to do? And I've never even been to the vet. So now I've got to find a vet. I, get, I Then go to the vet. The vet right away is like, this dog's sick. It might have this de- disease called parvo, which is very bad. There's two options. You can go to this emergency hospital. We might be, we'll get it for sure tested and surgeries and stuff could be up to $10,000. Wow. I've had the dog for 18 hours. Whoa. So I just dude. ended up buying a used Civic, it feels like. <laughs> a 2009 <laughs> Civic or whatever. Right. So now, or take it back to the breeder. So I call the breeder and talk to him. I said, look, it's sick. You got to take it to your vet. But now I'm thinking, I mean, this is, could be shady, right? Like I'm not getting my money back. So I've had the dog for less than 24 hours. I drive it all the way back up to this farm. The weather here is terrible too. So it's like icy roads, whatever. Get there. I'm like, you got to take the vet. Because now I'm worried about her, right? Because the, 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 the vet said, this dog, if, if this is the case, might not have a week to live. Oh my gosh. So emotionally, I went from, oh my God, I'm getting a dog. I finally broke that barrier. Oh my God, the dog's sick. Oh my God, the dog's going to die. Oh my God, I got to take it back. I take it back. I'm like, you got to take it to the vet. Because I didn't want to just give it to the guy and then, you know, whatever. It dies or something. So he, I'm like, you take it back. And then I'm like, look. He's like, well, what about the other puppy? Or I can get you another one. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call this just like a bad experience. Why don't you just give me back my money? I'll give you back your dog. I'll eat the vet costs. I'll, I have all the tools for it when I'm ready to buy another dog. <laughs> 
And he gave me the money back, and I got out of there. In under 24 hours, I went through that emotional being. And it's and then I'm like, well, we're going to talk about it, but I'm like, I don't know how funny it's going to be, but it is emotional. And I'm not ready to go buy another dog right now. <laughs> like, I need a, <laughs> I need a timeout right now. But it was – I and the worst thing is, you know my condo, so I got to scrub and clean it because if she was sick, I don't want anything. Oh, right. But I checked all that. But it's an exhausting time, man. It's Christmas. Like, this is Christmas. This is we're supposed to be with your friends and stuff, and I'm – now t- I'm a single dad. That's what I was like. For d- <laughs> and I'm now all single dads are gonna hate me. But I mean, if that's a sliver of what you go through, I all single parents need awards, man. That is amazing. Quite an interesting story. Uh, 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 another one of your adventures. This this one not so much with a, a great experience. The last time you hear you, you had a, an, another adventure, which was also thousands of dollars. Yes. Which was getting back from the uh, uh, from the Grey Cup. I'm not. I, uh, you're here on one of the. My Guy Monday's uh, telling that story. Um, so the reason you came in today is I got a text message from you when I was I was out west, and I missed uh, Kanye West's concert. And I and I wanted to hear your story because you were raving, and you don't often rave about a performer or, or a concert. Yeah. You were raving about Kanye West, who in recent months has been, uh, people have labeled him like a raving lunatic because he'll stop his concert for from anywhere from 12 to 15 to 20 to 30 minutes just to speak to the audience and and he has this message of, of up, upliftment but also when he is speaking he speaks at a certain tone which some people then label that a rant and he's angry rant yeah. so your experience at the Air Canada Center yeah. Which we were going to, and so this is the set, because we were going to go to Jay-Z Kanye, and you right. had to go out west again. You went out west for this, and I had a few cocktails too. So, But I, I read the texts I sent you the next morning, and it was like, I was like, this guy's out. And I think I peppered. You know when one of your dudes is giving you, like, got something to say? Because it's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
So, and another thing, he, he had a jacket on, but no shirt. And Kanye's, he, he's been in shape before. He's not in good shape now. He's okay. a little bit, but he's no fear. But I have, does, like, he, have, does he have like a dad body? We're not yeah, quite, yeah. But he, he had, had like that little, that little, starting to get that little pot belly. It, he had some, like, I felt more confident about my body. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And let me tell you, he had the, my girl's pregnant. I'm going to gain a couple pounds too to make her feel better body. That's how <laughs> okay, I felt. Yeah, yeah. And so they're both eating out of the ice cream, eating out of the Ben and Jerry's one spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so he does this, he's in it and, and he's got a stage that you go to the end of it. So it's like a ramp and it bounces. So when he wants to, he gets it and the crowd goes nuts, but he's doing a lot of his new stuff and he has a, a screen behind it. That's on a tilt. I wish I could tell people it's not directly behind him. It's behind him, but it's on an angle. And one time, and he, they, so the the angle of the screen is towards the audience. No, and and almost towards the stage. So, and okay. he lay on the stage and sang to the 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 thing. Like he did stuff that you would never see before. That's why, and I've seen tons. And he's fearless. Like he did that song, "Runaway," and he's playing it. So he brought the machine out, like the I guess the mixer or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, whatever and he's playing it. And I it started to real I'm like he kinda wants to be a singer because I don't think Kanye can sing. I'm not saying he can't sing. No, but he uses auto tune to make right. his voice sound a little bit. So is that what it's called? So auto tune, yeah. So he would do it and he would preach to us but then sing a line. And he would go on about these negative rants and how he's not gonna do this. So he's like, After this year, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna be positive. And he goes, Thank you for letting me wear this mask. Like he carved him like he made fun of himself and he was out there. It was the crowd was going nuts at so, at some point the rant so long, because they'd spin a little tune in here and there, people sat down. Even I sat down because it was like he was preaching to us. And it is the most raw stuff. I'm sure they know he, he's going to go off, but you don't know what he's going to say. And who, what other big guy would do that? Like everyone would like... Right, they're, to they're stop promo- the yeah. show, to just yeah. speak to the audience for, at length. Yeah, and, that's and, that's rare. And then he took off the mask and came out and he blew it up. The last 10 songs were his like biggest hits and stuff, but he, like like Blood on the Leaves and stuff, like the, the place went mental. And I was just amazed at how raw and he just puts everything out there. And no one does anymore. Like, I... I I, I, I say, I don't, not saying Jay-Z, I'm just saying he's not polished, Kanye. I, I mean, he's more rough around the edge. And it's refreshing to see a guy, I'm going to stand there and rant. And he said some bat crazy stuff, man. Like, it was like. What did he say that was crazy? Like, he would go on about uh, the media and how everyone's uh, uh, out to get him and his girl. And it's stuff that you would say, like, if we were talking. Like, he was saying to 18,000 people that was just, and. Like, one of the things he said, he's, he's not going to fight with the media anymore, but he's sick of the Grammys. He's like, you're telling me? And he goes, everyone gets mad I go on the Grammys. He goes, but I should have more Grammys. And then he goes, and then he'd go, and he'd sing with that auto turn, but I still love them because I have 21, but he's been nominated the most. So he had a mean, like, he had anger. And that's the other thing. He has a ton of anger that drives this passion, I think, yeah, to, to be entertainment. Yeah, yeah. He has no fear. He said he wants to build things. Mm-hmm. He wants to design clothes. Yeah. And he wears crazy stuff. Like he, he does. Had, he had a long shirt and it looked like he was working like, it, it was like a an apron almost again. And he wore the skirt the last the time. The leather skirt? Yeah, like I mean, I'm Scottish, so I know kilts and stuff, so I'm alright <laughs> with it, but I'm like, he just out there and he just tore it up. Like, tore it up. And he's on his own. He has nobody, he has one guy off to the side that can DJ and help out a little bit, but he's not like if you see some hip hop, they have two or three. There's other guys always a hype man. Yeah, yeah. No, he it's him or a guy to do the double tracking. Like uh, and he, uh, Eminem has a guy. Jay Z doesn't have a guy. Jay Z just has his DJ, 
and yeah. Kanye is much like the same. But yeah, generally when there's a hip hop cap, there's yeah. always someone else. Whether it's his DJ that's yelling just to back him up certain parts or yeah. certain parts of the to chorus. Give him a breath, but, yeah, right, too, right. And, and and like he was funny too. Like he even said thanks. Like you know, <laughs> he's like I have love for you guys. He's like you just got that Christmas gift, Beyonce. Enjoy that. He goes, that's amazing. Like he talked about how she just surprised everyone. And then I heard the joke about Beyonce saying, they asked, how did she keep it a secret? And she said, yeah, we didn't tell Kanye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. you're the worst guy to tell. Nice. It's like me, like at work. They're like, hey, we got this big launch coming. I'm like, don't tell me for a while. Because I'll start telling my customers <laughs> and I'll start telling everyone. They're like, we signed a confidential. I'm like, oh, I'll tell them off the record. I always use the off the record, which I know there is no off the record. Yeah, he actually had a white Jesus joke because he did that bit with Jesus Walks and mm -hmm. there was a white Jesus, like an actor came out. And he's like, yeah, hey. uh, 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 Zach Galifianakis was in one of the Jesus Walks videos oh. <laughs> before Zach Galifianakis was Zach Galifianakis. Oh, how funny. And so anyways, he saw, Kanye was on his knees and he goes, hey, white Jesus, because <laughs> he was like a white Jesus. <laughs> and it was, he laughed. Like, there's personality. And that's the thing. His real personality came out. Or not real, but I'm just, it was a raw show and it was... Like, it was, the crowd went nuts at times. But he actually had us sit down. Like, he didn't make us, but people just sat down for, like, 10, 15 minutes of the rant that went over 20 minutes. Neil Scott, thank you for shedding some light on both uh, being a first-time pet owner and then being one of the few people that uh, co-sign a Kanye West concert and actually didn't mind him stopping the show to speak to the audience and speak his mind and speak his passion. Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.